Guido, it's time. Hey, Tiny, you're gonna clean his windshield? <laughs> <laughs> the fastest pit stop I've ever seen. It was a great stop, but he's still got to beat that race car out. It's going to be close. Yeah. G'day guys and welcome to our first edition of the Q3 podcast for 2020. I'm your host Ben Pascuzzi and I'm joined by over a messenger call because unfortunately due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, James and I cannot be in the same studio, we cannot be in the same apartment, I mean we probably could but we're we're at our homes anyway. Um, My co-host is joining me tonight, James Worth. James, how are we? Good man, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. How's um how's isolation treating you? Look, I mean, we're a lot better than other countries. Let's let's be real here. Um we're well a lot well off and we're very fortunate for that. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, no, I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's, How you um, doing? It's a shame that our uh, Grand Prix couldn't go ahead. But oh, speaking I was of devastated. Speaking of Grand Prix, um at least we do have one that is confirmed at this stage to start. We do have a, a calendar to go through. So let's just go through what we're going to talk about the show today. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, was it a week ago, two weeks ago, the uh, 2020 new dates um, came yep. through. So On the 27th James, of April. Yep, so James will be taking you through the new calendar. Um, we'll be discuss, discussing the impact the coronavirus has had not only on this season, but also um, with the regulations, which are going to be pushed back now to 2022, and all the ramifications that have come from that because so many drivers were out of contract at the end of this year with the regulations to change next year. So we'll be talking about that. And speaking of driver changes, uh, there's been huge movement in the past couple of hours, well, day and a bit, uh, with the Ferrari seat. I'd say about 24 hours. Yeah, we'll go 24 hours. The Ferrari seat for 2021 and onwards um, to partner Charles Leclerc is vacant with Sebastian Vettel and the Secretariat not coming to terms with a new contract deal. So we're talking all of that, but first, let's get stuck into, James, the 2020 new calendar. Yes, so this is uh, this was released on the 27th of April, um, which I think was the morning of the 26th in Europe, um, because it came out at 7, 7 p.m. Uh, Australian time. Uh, they, so they've put out a structure for the season, um, so what, what they want to do, and it's a this is being ideal, um, unless there's any, any like other outbreaks, whatever like that, that happen. Um, obviously, they'll change it. But from what we're hearing, we will get a season start on the 5th of July um, in Austria. So the Red Bull ring will be the kickoff of the season. Uh, so they've given us like time frames in like continents. So from July to September, uh, they're going to race in Europe. Then, so, you know, that, that's including your uh, Silverstone Grand Prix, um, Monza, you know, all like Catalonia, all these... Um, European races, and then September, October, they're going to Eurasia, so, you know, uh, Baku, we're talking, um, 
uh, Soshi, we're talking Tokyo. No, not Tokyo. Suzuka, sorry. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're not Fast uh, and Furious, mate. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not Fast and Furious at all. Um, so yeah, so those those ones and Asia as well. So combine those, uh, and then October, November, they're going Asia and Americas. Um, so that is uh, like you know Brazil, um, America, Canada, that sort of stuff. Um, and then in December, they will be racing in the Middle East. So that will be. The last two races of the season will take place then. Yep. So it, the good thing is that we're going to get some racing in 2020. The thing that's going to be disappointing is whether or not uh, fans are able to attend. We know Silverstone for sure is not going to have any fans, and I'd assume that it would be for the majority, if not the rest of the 2020 calendar. So we're just going to see probably no fans, but honestly... The impact That's fine. That, that would have on racing is very minimal compared to other sports like, you know, your, your football, AFL, all of that. Um, racing, I think we're fortunate. Yeah. We're very we're, fortunate because a lot of the, like, the racing, they don't really focus on the fans as much as they do in other sports when, like, mm-hmm. you know, things are going on. So just say, um, oh, how would you say it? Just say, like, in the Champions League, you know, they always cut the fans celebrating... Even like when there's a throw-in or whatever like that, they'll just put a fan on to just kill kill airtime, whatever like that. Where racing, we're fortunate that a hundred percent of the um, the race and the weekend is solely focused on the cars. Exactly. So I guess we can, you know, say that we're lucky on that. Yes, we are. So we're going to kick off in Austria. Uh, it's very similar name to Australia, so I guess it's kind of a little silver lining there so good to see that racing will commence in 2020 now let's take away from 2020 because that is definitely not the focus um nowadays so let's just get stuck into our future talk james so first up the regulations they've been pushed back to 2022 so we all know that the regular yeah yeah so we all know that the regulations were going to change next year But because of all this coronavirus and the impact that it's had on the sport, they've decided to push it back an extra year. So first of all, um, what kind of impact does this have, A, on the teams and B, on the drivers, purely because the drivers, a lot of them were waiting for 2021 because a lot of them are coming out of contract. So what do you you think this impact in extending it a year is going to have? This is huge. Like... Honestly, when when you think about the, like, would you call it, re- it wouldn't be repercussions, but like, what's going to come out of this is massive. It allows, it allows drivers to make a decision, like, a year in advance, where, like, so to speak, if they made a driver change the next season and the regulations are in next season, they're taking a gamble and hoping things will work. Where, if they, what they're doing now is if they, get an opportunity to switch teams, uh, you know, and say, we're going to do this, we're going to, you know, and they convince that specific driver to change teams. You know, they've got a year to map out, okay, is this the right move for me? You know, you know what I mean? So it gives them a bit more of um, a second chance in a, in a way um, for them to not stuff up their deal like Daniel Ricciardo did with Renault. Because mm. not going to lie, that move was... Um, probably the biggest mistake of his career if I'm going to be honest yep 
Yep. Nothing good came out of that. Um, Except that he, well, he didn't really get paid the second year uh, because of all this stuff. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying though. Like, it's yeah. if we if we compare them, Red Bull and Renault and his careers, then that sort of stuff. I feel like it was a massive waste of his time. Yeah, but also there's like because we got to think back to our feelings at the time when he did move. Um, the situation with him at Red Bull was that Verstappen was clearly getting the favoritism, even though Red Bull in the public eye kept saying, "No, no, no, we've got them." They're, but they're, it was so clear. Even, they're on evil, even um, pecking level, but yeah, you're not wrong. It was so obvious. It was that they were so clear, and no matter how much they tried to yeah. flatten over to cotton wool, everyone saw. Well, they're clearly favouriting the um, for stabbing in. I I tell you what made it worse as well the draft the draft to survive series. Oh yeah, that was clear. that made it so much more evident that they were yeah. favourite favouritising Verstappen. Yeah, and I think they shot themselves in the foot there, and everyone kind of found Red Bull's true colours. Yep. And Part um, of the pun. Uh, I think it, it it came to revelation in uh, Verstappen's first race. If we think back in, was it 2018 um, for Red Bull? Was it the Spanish Grand Prix? Oh, what was I it? I think so. Which, whichever Grand Prix it was, um, mm. we know that was the... It might have been Belgium. Anyway, that was where the incident with the two Mercs happened at the front and Ricardo got the lead. And then what they did was they gave Verstappen a far superior strategy so he could win in his debut race. Am I remembering correctly? I think you are, Ben. If it wasn't his I debut race, if it wasn't his debut race, it was definitely a race where, yeah, Ricardo had the lead. They gave Verstappen the better strategy and got him the yep. win. So, yep. anyway, um, knowing from that situation, I don't, I still don't blame him for taking a punt on Renault. I mean, he got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have any expectations to do that well because mm-hmm. we know how poorly Renault have done. Um, yep. And he was very smart to sign a two-year deal because of, obviously, the regulations. But now that we know with a certain big-name seat coming available, um, it could seem not potentially go to that seat but go to a team that we both think, well, I certainly do, is actually better than that um, No, we, we both agree on this. We both agree. You know what? One hundred and ten percent. Let's let's just let's get straight into it. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> enough enough dancing around the bush. Um, Sebastian Vettel, if you have been living under a rock, get over it. Um, and if you have, just climb under, climb over it. Come on. Because it's seriously. just you've you've missed out on huge a news. lot. Huge news. Four-time world champion at Red Bull, Sebastian Vettel. He is not going to be racing for the Prancing Horse in 2021 and onwards, which means there is a free seat to partner alongside Charles Leclerc, who we all know is a star in the making and he's definitely going to be Ferrari's number one driver. Um, Sebastian Vettel, um, we will discuss about his future later, but let's just get straight into the nitty-gritty, and that is who is going to replace Sebastian Vettel at Ferrari, James? Now, obviously, we've got front runners for for this seat, um, being Carlos Sainz Jr. and um, Danny Ricciardo. Uh, now, it's over. So we we received information last night Australia time, um, since yes. our night time is Europe's daytime. Um, so we received that, and then overnight, in the past eight, in the previous eight hours of it being announced to us sleeping and then waking up. We um, came to grips that uh, Carlos Sainz is the front runner for it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this kind of was like, oh, no, what's going to happen now? Um, you know, could, his, could, could this dream move be over, as all the news outlets are saying, and that sort of stuff, which is kind of rubbish, if you ask me. I mean, there's a lot of options in F1, and with all this um, switch-up happening with uh, the regulations in a couple of years' time, you know, it's kind of bullshit to say that when you think of it. Um, so, he's been linked to go to McLaren. Yeah, so, Ricardo to McLaren, as good as that is and that we're going to talk about very, very soon. Let's just track it back to our original topic, oh, you James. I know you're off, very man. excited about... I know you're super excited about Danny and Garner McLaren, as am I, but before we do that, the topic was Ferrari race seat. Who's going to replace us? So, it is looking very, very likely that it's going to be Carlos. Before I give my opinions on whether that is right or whether or not they should have given it to Danny, I want to get your opinion. So do you think they're making the right move, making it Carlos, if it is going to be true, or do you think they should have gone another way? I mean, you can you can see it both ways, and I understand what, you know, both sides of the, uh, both sides of the argument when they're, you know, trying to talk about, you know, both... Um, both sets of drivers. Now, I I honestly would love to see Ricardo, you know, in in a red in a red race suit. I think anyone would. I think uh, a lot of Australians have been longing to get back to supporting Ferrari, um, you know, with an Australian driver in it. Um, but I understand where they're going with Carlos. He's a good driver. He shows a lot of promise. Um, he's He's got a very big future in F1, and I cannot see him losing a seat for another at least six or seven years. Because um, he's just one of those, you you know, like you know those people, just in in general, who are just consistent and they just keep going and they're on the spot, and they'll have one yep. bad day, but they'll pick it up. They'll understand where their weaknesses were. They'll learn from it, and mm-hmm. they'll go back and they'll hit ten times harder the next mm-hmm. day. Like he's one of those yep. drivers. Um, He's young, he's aggressive, he's strategic, he's smart. Like, I honestly can't see him um, leaving. Is he a good fit for I, Ferrari, though? I think he'll I think he'll counter um, Leclerc quite well, as in, like, the different, um, the different personalities and the, div- and the different, like, um, characteristics of, of a driver. Because you don't, you don't really want a carbon copy of your number one driver in your number two driver. You want, you know, you you want someone else who's, you know, brings a bit of flair to it and who's different. Um, and I think we saw that yep. with uh, Vettel and Ricardo when they were together. Vettel was more of like, you know, win, 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 win. Just absolutely just powerful, that sort of stuff. Where Daniel Ricardo was more like, okay, I don't really have the best, you know, stuff but I'm going to make do. I'm going to kick ass with it um, and make myself useful with it. You know what I mean? So that was a yep. perfect example of that. And I think that signs um, counterbalances, if you want to say, um, look close driving. Yeah. Yeah, so um, look, my thinking is, and as soon as they announced that Vettel was not going to re-sign with Ferrari, it was that, Yes, I think everyone was saying, oh, it's going to be either Ricardo or Sainz, and the favouritism was actually mm. going with Ricardo because, you know, he's a proven race winner, 
unlike Sainz, Sainz has only really had one good season, and that was last season because he has been um, beaten by his teammates in the past. We remember he's been beaten by Max Verstappen as a teammate of Toro Rosso. He's been beaten by Nico Hulkenberg when he was at Renault, um, and obviously he had the win over Lando Norris last year, which was his first successful winning season. So, um, speaking of that, um, the thing that if you if you just go driver to driver comparing you, the clear choice there is yeah. Danny in no bias at all. But he's a race winner, and we know how good he is. He's probably the best overtaker in the grid. You give him a good car, and he's going to prove himself. But the thing is, um, Signs, yes, he's young. He's very young, um, obviously younger than Ricardo, and he's older than um, what's his name, Leclerc. So they can obviously blend well. We've seen signs um, mesh well with Lando Norris, who of course is of similar age to Leclerc. But the big thing is um, the difference between him and Ricardo is that Signs is based in Europe. He is of Spanish heritage. Ricardo, despite having the Italian surname, is not. He is Australian. And Ferrari, when they go back and look at which cars and where they're going to sell their cars, they're going to be able to sell more cars in Europe and Spain than Australia. You're 100% right. That's a that's a theory. I think that's a very strong I theory. I think so as well. Um, and, yeah, because obviously Ferrari would love to have Ricardo because of the Italian surname. I mean, who wouldn't yep. really want to have him? But... And also, there is the complication that we did discuss this before the show as well. Uh, Ricardo will be demanding more money than science, but I don't think that's much of an issue. I think it's more of the Europe and selling mm-hmm. the car stuff because Ferrari, they're loaded. They got enough money. They could easily pay mm-hmm. Ricardo that. So, okay. So I think we've um. So I think science is going to be a good fit for Leclerc and Ferrari. Um, although I do think Ricardo was a better fit, but let's get into the Ricardo discussion before I cut you. I cut you I off think before. as as uh, Ricardo and fans, and you know we follow him wherever he goes. For me, and I'm pretty sure you as well, because I remember you mentioning it. Like he's a much happier to to be a Renault to to be a um a McLaren fan because I know how much he will thrive. If you if you know what I mean, yeah. Like yeah, the amount of promise that car has, and the amount of like ambition, uh, Zach Brown has to make the history. to make that car really good again, is ridiculous. They've mm-hmm. got the money. They're gonna be in a Mercedes engine next season. He'll be racing with a Mercedes engine. <sighs> uh, yeah. I don't know what's what's Racing Point because I know Racing Point are. A, Ray, Clara, racing, um, a Mercedes provider. Racing point. Yeah, I don't See, know how long that lasts. What but what my speculation? Think, um, the only worry that I have is who are they going to favoritize first? Because obviously they give the better and some you know a lot of cars have like three, three um, uh, you know teams they distribute to. One's like the ma- the major team, secondary team, and the last team. Like are, are they go- are they going to put Racing Point in second due to you know Lawrence Stroll? wanting a lot of more money, you know, like, giving them more money if they'd like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that that's yeah. the only thing that yeah. I'm cautious about. I don't know if you, I don't know if you call it cautious, but I'm more worried about, like... Well, we know, he, we know, 
Sorry, like if, if Lawrence Stroll would like pay more money to Ferrari to get the better engine to make their car better than McLaren. But yeah. then again, I don't see that happening due to the way that McLaren have proved themselves this year. Not not only that, it's also the regulations aren't really going to yep. allow it. Let's well, I mean, they'll, they'll, I mean, they'll have a year. Give them the same they'll engines. have a year. They have to give them the same engines. It's yep. part of the deal. Obviously, Mercedes, no where to get their tweaks from and that's going to be the yeah. difference makers but they should still get yep. base engines so anyway um let's so i actually think this is a better move for ricardo um because pretty much a lot of the points that you talked already and when i did hear first news that okay so ricardo might not go to ferrari but there is strong talk that mclaren wants him to replace science at mclaren i was like actually on second thought, this is so much better than the Ferrari. And this is why. McLaren, we know their history, okay? So they've been one of the, the greatest teams of all time. Obviously, in the hybrid era, they've been a little bit um, crappy, let's just say. Um, they had the Honda deal. They went to Renault engines. They're still on Renault engines, but they're going to be on Mercedes engines next year. Now, regardless of that, being on Mercedes engines next year, they have been on the rise. And last year, they overtook Renault for the best team of the rest. And it looks like they're going to be an upward spiral. Um, still, as you said, Zach Brown's got a very strong vision for what he wants his car to be. Um, McLaren have the strongest chassis. And now, you add that Mercedes engine next year, a year before the proper regulations come in, and we God knows how well McLaren are going to do because... That's a complete game changer. We know Mercedes came from nowhere and then all of a sudden did really well. So I think this is a better move. I think this is actually a much better move for Danny, even though it's not going to produce the short-term success in terms of one year. Yep. But maybe in two, three years, you could see, I could very well see McLaren contending purely because of that wonderful deal that they did to get the Mercedes engine. And of course, they've got, they're one of the richest, if not one of the, the richest um teams in Formula One. Yep. No, I, no, like what what you're saying is spot on. I mean I can't I can't counter that. I can't say anything else because I think we both covered uh you know, the history of it. Obviously there's so much history and they want to be back where they were. I mean, you know and also, and also, just imagine Danny Rick and Lando as teammates. I was just about to say that. Just imagine the content we they're going think, to produce. Oh, my God. We think Carlos and Lando are good. Carlos and Leclerc are going to be They'll very be really good, good. But Lando and Danny Rick... You see, Rick, I don't think Ferrari will have that like, like meme aspect to it. They're a, they're a nah, professional, prestigious nah. team. Where McLaren, McLaren, do McLaren the, um, have the they do, like, opportunity to what's just... What's the video called? You know, have a joke around. You know, they, they do a weekly video. They do a weekly video. Oh, What's it called? the name um, is it unboxed. Mate, I, the, the name unboxed. Me. I think it's unboxed. McLaren unboxed. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I just, just go I just anyway. am obsessed with everything they do. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. They literally their content because I watch it. I can't. I can't think of the name, but I'm pretty sure it's McLaren unboxed. Something like that. I love it. It's so good because Lando and Carlos are so funny. But now you just add Danny Rick to that team. It, it's the perfect it's a big team, for baby him. Daniel Ricciardo. He just wants oh to have God. fun. We're gonna get, we'll get a lot of uh, pube hair jokes. So yep. it's gonna be, it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, talking about hair, um, <laughs> Lando Norris shaved his hair live on a stream. Baldo Norris. Baldo Norris, yes, um, yeah. and raised twelve thousand 
um, British pounds, which was fantastic. Um, and now he's bald though. Uh, and he will never yep. get. We, we'll, we'll actually discuss some of the streaming because um, there's been a lot of virtual Grand Prix going on, which yep. is really good. Um, just one final thing, because we will wrap it up on the McLaren talk. Um, there is one thing that is worrying me, and I th- I'm hoping it's changed. But we do know history. Remember when um, one Lewis Hamilton was racing for McLaren in his first season, and he had Fernando Alonso yep. as his teammate, who was also in his first season. McLaren tend to favour British drivers. Yeah. So, let's see. Let's hope that doesn't happen with the Australian. But they've obviously changed their leadership. Um, The guy that was in charge forgets... Do you you remember his name back then? Oh, no, honestly. Oh, Ron Dennis. Ron Dennis, that's right. Um, Who could forget? So, Ron Dennis, um, yeah, obviously favoured the Brit. So let's hope it doesn't happen this time around if it does come to fruition that Danny Rick does sign off for McLaren. All right, so that's our talk done on the Vettel-Ferrari fiasco. Let, let's do quickly touch on Vettel. We'll, we'll have about five more minutes, right. James. Um, so with Vettel, do you think he races for another team or do you think he's done? <laughs> you know what? Give him one more season. Where? Where is he going to go? <laughs> Get him... You know where? Put him in Alfa Romeo. Dead set. Bring <laughs> him back Kimmy, Kimmy him and Kimmy. Vettel. And imagine the no, video where content. Then, where does Gio go? Oh, Gio can just get lost. <laughs> no, he's, he's Ferrari's next big thing. Other than who's who's the um who's the other team that Ferrari sponsor? Um. Um. It used to be Toro Rosso. But yeah, was yeah. It? No, they were just yeah, at the um. Oh, no, I can't. Think oh, of it. it beats me. Is I think it's it? just Hang them, on. isn't it? Isn't it Haas? Yeah, it's Haas. Yeah, yeah, it's Haas. Maybe yeah. he goes up to Haas, kicks out Roman Grosjean, crashes too much, costs Gunter Steiner too much money. Um. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I think that, you know, he needs, Geo needs a home, <laughs> but I don't know where it will yeah. be. But yeah, I I no, just think I that'd think, be hilarious. I, I think Vettel's done. I think Vettel's yep. done. Um, I don't see any point in him continuing. I don't think he sees. I'm any just point taking in the continuing. piss. I don't honestly know. Um, I'm just trying to find funny if outcomes. He, if he does continue, it'll probably be for Renault, and I don't see him wanting to particularly sign with Renault. I do think, though, because that Renault seat's going to be vacant. And I have a guy who has raced for Renault before, has won two drivers' championships for Renault. Who has also raced for McLaren. Um, And has also raced for Ferrari and could have won two championships back in the day. The guy that came second place to Sebastian Vettel in both those years, I think Fernando Alonso makes a comeback and signs with Renault. You are on to something there, Ben. You are really onto something does. because, I, think. I mean, that would be the funniest thing. Him just be like, "I'm back," yeah. and everyone's just like, "No way, him get him. out, not a chance." He's always going to come back. He never said that he. Was, I don't think he ever said that he was done with F1. It was just because of the situation. McLaren was yeah. so bad. He was just. It was just a waste for him. So I think he does yep. come back, and 
imagine if, he, he could imagine go to the Who knows, but yeah, I, I'd like to think it. All right, let's conclude on the virtual Grand Prix. First of all, how have you found them? Or Interesting. Do you, do you like watching them? I'm. I don't know. I'm half half. I think it's funny how they you know include other celebrities and stuff like that in it. That's you know that's okay, whatever like that. Yeah. But I I like the V8 Supercars E Series a lot more. Oh, I think so that good. they planned it out a lot better. It's a lot more competitive. Max Verstappen is um, Lando Norris has just yeah, won a race within race the last fifteen minutes. It's, it's amazing what Lando can do when his actual internet works because I don't think he's raced in a virtual Grand Prix yet because of his internet. Is that right? Yeah. Well, the first three anyway. I haven't watched the last two. Um, He kept getting disconnected and he did a Twitch live stream. He's like, I I don't know what to do. So, yeah. um, Um, It's good to see Lando doing well but this content that um, they're doing in terms of like giving us virtual Grand Prix and stuff, I love it. It's good but I think it's... It's a sh- it's a shame that not all drivers yeah, are on board. That, that's but, the only downside. Um, it's very good what they're I doing. I mean, uh, streamer and YouTuber and gamer, whatever you call him, Jimmy Broad Jimmy Broadbent. He's kind of like a cult hero, and he's got a cult following. Um, because he's kind of just, I don't know why, yeah. but he um, he's always in the races, and he's amazing. Um, and gives them a run for yeah, their he money. He qualifies poorly, and he yeah he qualifies very poorly. But like his well, his racing so. rig is ridiculous. Like he has literal replica yeah. wheels with LED lights on them, and he's in his in his he's in this little like shed in his house, with this whole setup, um, and the way that he does things is just amazing. So, I like him. Yeah. I like the way that they've done it. Thibaut Courtois, the keeper for Real Madrid, has been in it as well. Um, Sergio Aguero, and Manchester City's striker, Ben Stokes, because yeah, he's a Red Bull athlete. Um, he's been driving for Red Bull as well, but. Lots of uh, lo- lots of you know new appearances for the uh, virtual and Grand Prix. Yeah, and lots of um, F1 content out there for everyone to. I've been based loving on the replays of classic no races. Race. Oh, it's been great. It's been so good. So good well job, done, F1. F1. Um, that's that's going to be a wrap on our first show. We've kind of gone a little bit overboard, but there was a lot to talk about. Um, we will be back as soon as they confirm the new Ferrari driver and potentially as soon as they confirm the vacant McLaren seat or whoever is going to replace Sebastian Vettel at Ferrari. Um, That episode could come as early as Friday because they're saying it could be two days or it could be coming next Monday. But either way, James, we'll be there, won't we? We'll be there to cover it. Yep. Good show today. I think... I think we've got to do another one. But anyway, until next time, we will catch you at the front of the grid.